0: Thanks, Matt. Um, okay, well, I'm going to start with two questions. Uh, the first question is, because <clears throat> I'm talking about humility. So um, I want hands up everyone who thinks that they are humble. And if you would describe yourself as humble, you know, really good at it, then, then please put your hands up. Barry, I would agree with that. <laughs> okay, uh, so two, two people, and, well, I don't know whether Barry's was uh, postmodern. It was postmodern hand-raising. Um, Okay, now now take a look around you in the people um, in this uh, in this congregation, and if you see someone here that you would describe as being humble, put your hand up. Yeah, so a few more. So in other words, there's there's a disconnect between our own self perception of what humility is, and our perception of of it in others, um, which may be in itself a definition of humility, um, but. Um, as Matt said, over the summer, we are doing this uh, series of talks based on kind of seven life-giving virtues uh, that are the opposite of the seven deadly sins. And last week, Claire spoke on love as opposed to the deadly sin of lust. And this week, I'm speaking on humility um, as the opposite of the deadly sin of pride. Um, before we talk, uh, start talking specifically about humility... Um, I want to make one observation on the seven deadly sins um, that I, I personally found helpful when I came across it uh, on Wikipedia, which, for me, is you know is just the greatest thing that's ever been invented. I love Wikipedia. Um, the seven deadly sins are all forms of corrupted love. Um, they're, they're love gone wrong, effectively. So three of them relate to excessive love, lust, gluttony, and greed. Now, all of these involve loving something too much, or the wrong thing, um, so and, you know so much that it becomes destructive. Um, one of them relates to the opposite, deficient love, and that's sloth or sloth. Um, and the final three relate to malicious love, so wrath, pride, and envy. And so another way of putting that is that the seven deadly sins are all forms of self-love they all center around my feelings my emotions and to such an extent that they actually definitely damage me um but they also probably damage the people around me that's that's what sin does effectively so the seven virtues that we're talking about this summer are the opposite of that uh, we're talking about elements of love as it should be we're talking about the sort of love which is good for us Personally, but he's good for everyone else as well. So so that's that's what we're talking about. Um, And that as a sort of a general introduction certainly applies to humility. And to put humility in context, I want to read Philippians 2, 1 to 8. If you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any fellowship with the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded having the same love, being one in spirit and purpose. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Now, that must be one of the greatest descriptions of humility anywhere in the Bible, but perhaps in all literature. Um, and, and it's summed up in that phrase, at least kind of how we relate it to ourselves, the phrase, in humility, consider others better than yourselves. In humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but to the interests of others. And that's really what I want to unpack this morning. The, um, the American concert pianist and TV star of the 50s and 60s, a guy called Oscar Levant, once said, what the world needs is more geniuses with humility. There are so few of us left. And um, and he's right. Well, half right. Um, the, the world could definitely do with a bit more humility um, because it is the opposite of the modern focus on self-publicity, shouting, making sure that everyone's aware of your opinion, etc., etc., I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. This is not a particularly unique observation. Um, but I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. And it always amuses me when someone announces on LinkedIn that they are humbled to have been awarded one of the near infinite number of awards that exist nowadays. Kind of going on social media to tell everyone how great you are is not an act of humility. Um, it doesn't make it wrong, hasten to point out. There's nothing wrong with doing that, but it's not humility. What they mean to say is Honoured, they are on. So, if you're on LinkedIn and you've been awarded something, you are honoured to have the award. You're not humbled. Just general kind of comment on English language. Um, There, there has been uh, a lot of research on humility, possibly in in reaction to the self-absorption of modern life. There's been a lot of um, research in psychology um, on humility in recent years, and. Inevitably, every psychologist comes up with their own definition of humility. But here is one I thought was quite interesting. Humility is our ability to control our desire for attention from others. So, uh, humility is our ability to control our desire for attention from others. And I think that works. So, the quotation in Philippians was, In humility consider others better than yourselves. And we cannot do that if we want the spotlight to be on us. If we want to be the centre of attention, we will always struggle to consider others better than ourselves. So humility is, is the act of controlling our desire for attention. And another way of saying that is that humility is about having a quiet ego. And when I came across that phrase, a quiet ego, I inwardly applauded and outwardly smiled because that seems to me to be such a beautiful way of expressing the essence of humility. Humility is about having a quiet ego because our ego constantly, constantly shouts, me, 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 look at me, my opinion is important, I'm great, look at me, look at me, look at me! That's what the ego does. Um, And humility is about quietening that voice. Humility is the ability to control our desire for attention. And as a consequence, if we control our desire to be the focus of attention, we will inevitably be able to focus attention on others. The starting point for humility appears to be according to the research, a strong and accurate self-perception. And this is kind of perhaps counterintuitive. Um, if humility is about quieting the ego, why does it start with an analysis of the self? And I think it's because if we have an honest understanding of ourselves, it means gaining an awareness of our faults and our gifts and our place in the world. And as we understand those things, that is a humbling experience. Lying on the ground looking at the stars is a humbling experience because it reminds us of the near infinitude of space. Staring at a majestic tree or a huge waterfall or a mountain range or even the colours on a butterfly wing or an amoeba through a microscope, all of that reminds us that the world is not about me. Standing on a Sunday morning, lost in worship, sensing the presence of a loving God, locates us in something bigger than us. Something vast, yet personal. And humility, therefore, comes from an awareness that the never-ending river of life flows through us and around us. And that is good. And that is how it should be. But this self-honesty is rare um, often because we don't give ourselves time to reflect. But um, the pressures of life and other things mean that we lose sight of our our place in the world and we lose that ability to judge ourselves and, and look at ourselves honestly. And as a result, our self-image becomes warped. Um, we can think of ourselves too highly, for example, and we call this pride. That's the deadly sin that is the opposite of, of humility that we're talking about today. And pride occurs when we think that Because of something we do, we become a better person, either better than we were before or better than someone else. Um, I'm more important than you because, insert your own particular answer, um, I have an important job. I am a man. I am good at DIY. I am taller. I am better looking. I have a bigger bank balance. I was born in a certain country. I read a certain newspaper. I have more friends than you. Last week, Claire talked about lust and said that it involved us turning another person into a thing, an object, that we can lust after, and we lose sight of their humanity. Well, pride does exactly the same thing, but not to a third party, but to ourselves. The proud person ceases to consider themselves as a flawed human being, but becomes an object. We become our job our reputation, our recognition, our status. Pride is a form of self-lust. And pride occurs when we lose sight of our own humanity. As the Christian thinker Thomas Merton said, pride makes us artificial. Humility makes us real. But So our self-image can be warped in that direction. We think too highly of ourselves, but... It can be warped in the other direction as well, in that we think too lowly of ourselves. And this second one tends to be overlooked, um, because often we think of humility as all about, you know, you know woe wo is me, oh little me, whatever. That's not what humility is about at all. Rick Warren expressed it, so the church leader Rick Warren expressed this in his typically pithy style. Humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. So think humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. And yesterday, I was in the car driving my daughter to somewhere or another, um, and I was discussing the topic of humility with her, uh, in order to get some ideas, basically. And she said something amazing. I mean, my daughter is 25, but she is so immensely wise. So she said, I used to hate myself, and I found that the only answer to that was humility which is one of those phrases where she said it and you think, I haven't got the foggiest idea what you mean. And then you start thinking about it and you think, oh, no, actually I do vaguely understand what you're getting at. Because when we see someone bragging on LinkedIn or Twitter or in the house or wherever, we think our response to someone bragging is to say, well, they could do with a bit more humility. And we immediately see that humility is a response to pride. But it's not so obvious that humility is also a response to self-hatred. The response to looking at ourselves too lowly is to understand ourselves accurately. And that's the beginning of humility. Humility is an awareness and an acceptance that we are human. Wonderfully, gloriously flawed humans. And humility involves holding our qualities and our flaws lightly. Humility involves saying, I am not my successes and I am not my failures. Humility involves accepting my own strengths and limitations without defensiveness or judgment. It involves forgiving myself. As a Christian, this process is is done in the knowledge that we have a loving Father who holds us in his hands and fills us with his Holy Spirit. We are safe to be ourselves with him. There is no pretense. There's no fakery. There's just no point in doing that with a God who looks at our soul and knows us. In his presence, we can be fully human because we know that he is fully God and will love us unconditionally. And that genuinely is humbling. It's also an honour, but it's genuinely humbling. The word humility derives from hummus, Um, the Latin for earth. And if you want a modern equivalent, then think of phrases like, you know, that person is down to earth, or they're they're the salt of the earth, or plain and simple, they're grounded. The proud believe that they float in the air. Those with low self-esteem believe that they live in the ground. But the humble just walk on the ground that's just what, it's just an acceptance that that's what you do that's who you are that's where you are that's the place you that's the place you live that's humility is walking on the ground being down to earth being grounded now humility as i already mentioned a bit earlier on humility does not mean self denial it does not mean that you turn down your promotion or that you don't develop a career humility does not mean that you don't work hard to improve in whatever job you do that's not humility. Indeed, there, there is a growing awareness that the most successful leaders are often humble. They do not crave credit for what they do, nor do they constantly need to show how great they are, or, or they don't undermine others in order to become powerful themselves. That they, they employ people who are better than them so that they can effectively kind of take over. Um, I always remember the phrase of John the Baptist when people could say, what about this bloke Jesus? You know, he's a bit of a competitor, isn't he, on, on the preaching front, And John the Baptist says, I must decrease so that he may increase. That's what great leaders do. They see the people around them and lift them up. Not only that, but they great leaders, humble leaders, will relentlessly try to improve and learn from their failures. Humility allows us to accept that we make mistakes and then to learn from those mistakes. And in every relationship that we have, humility is important. We shape our behaviour to elevate the other person's agenda, whether that's a spouse or a friend or a work colleague or any relationship you have. We shape our behaviour to elevate the other person's agenda.
1: Because it's not just about the well-being of the other person, but also the well-being of the relationship. So when I'm married to, to Lindsay, uh, when I try and do things kind of which are nice, it, it's, it's, it's not just to make her feel better about herself, it's to strengthen the relationship. Because humility is an awareness that you are part of something bigger. The humble person is aware that they're part of a marriage, or a community, or a church, or a nation, or a world, and they recognize that they're just a part of that. That their interests are not the same Necessarily as the interests of the group. Um, Humility entails not taking our desires, our successes, our failures, or our failures too seriously. Um, As such, I think with humility there is a strong link with humour. The ability to laugh at yourself is a sign of humility. The inability to laugh at yourself is a sign of pride or no self esteem. At work, um, many, many years ago, I was thinking, yeah, what do I want to do with my career? How do I want to? What are the virtues that I want to exhibit in, in my career and in my workplace? Um, and I decided to that I wanted to base my career on the three hums. So humanity, humility, and humour. Um, I have a former colleague here, um, so you can ask her whether that is the reputation that I have and whether I've achieved that. Um, but kind of that that's humility is great. Um, it is such a strong, powerful quality. Um, and research that shows that humility is good for us in so many different ways. Within relationships, humility builds trust, it builds commitment, and it builds persistence. There are links between humility and our ability to learn and be effective leaders, and our readiness to engage in pro social behavior. Humility increases psychological well-being and ensures our social function. It is an antidote to the self-examined spirit of our age. Humility is part of the growth mindset, admitting our shortcomings, actively seeking to overcome them, learning from others and learning from our failures. Humility is linked to learning and teachability. Humility embraces self-correction and self-improvement. Humility is more important as a predictive indicator than IQ. Humble students often overtake peers that are more talented. Humility in leaders fosters trust, engagement, creative strategic thinking, and generally boosts performance. Humility is linked to an increase in positive emotions. It fosters self-forgiveness. Humility strengthens social functions and bonds. There's less stress, better mental health, and better physical health. Humility leads them to be interested in foreign cultures and new experiences from which we can learn. Humility is also a highly lovable trait. We prefer people to be humble than to be proud or arrogant. It makes you more attractive to the opposite sex. So in short, humility is linked with positive self-view and good self-esteem, increased gratitude, forgiveness and general health, being more helpful and agreeable, appearing less friendly to others, having greater emotional wellness, self-regulation of resilience, and being more tolerant. Humble individuals are regarded as kind, modest, and high ability and other positive aspects. <laughs> what is there not to like? Humility makes you great! <laughs> and there's a certain irony Finally, there is a strong association between humility and confidence. It is linked to kindness and generosity, thoughtfulness and sincerity to others, including strangers. And the final point I want to make is that humility is a conscious act. We often think it's, like, you know, it's a personality trait, but it's, it's a conscious act. We can choose to be humble. And there are a number of exercises that we can do to help this. The one which seems to crop up when you realize is gratitude. Saying thank you. That should be one phrase that we as Christians say more than any other phrase during the course of the day. Thank you. Thank you for what you have done. Thank you for making that meal. Thank you to the, you know, the waiter. Thank you to uh, whoever. Thank you to the, the sound team for doing the sound. Thank you to the people who set up the chairs. An attitude of gratitude it should be just part and parcel of who we are. And actually, if that's something you struggle with, then start a journal. So at the end of every day, you just write down, I'm thankful for. give give little gifts to people, just to say thank you. Thank you. Meditation is another one. So if, if the humility comes from an awareness of our place in the world, then meditation helps that. Um, there's kind of, you know, mindfulness. Um, But also that meditation on on the Word of God. Be still and know that I am God. um, Is a a fantastic place to start with humility. Nature. When you're out in nature, don't listen to a podcast, don't have that in your your ears. But just find a view and sit and look and experience. Look up at the night sky and be aware of our place in nature. Curiosity. Learn stuff. For me, Intellectual
0: curiosity, intellectual Um, humility is an important thing. I want to learn stuff. I know that I'm probably wrong on the most things that I believe, and I want to learn more stuff. There's so much stuff out there. I I only have one life to lead, and I want to learn so much stuff. I want to understand. I want to be curious about things. Worship is a fantastic place to be humble. if, If you're proud, you cannot release your soul and worship God. Humility is part and parcel of that, and social media. If social, media, if 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 you find that when you're going on social media that all you really want is likes and ticks and you know whatever, just take a month off. Just stop doing it for a period. Have a fast. So humility, it's an amazing thing, and yeah. But when Jesus, when Paul says that we should. Try and be like Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. So, Father, let's finish with prayer. Lord, Father, I thank you, Lord, that we are not the center of the universe. Help us to adjust our perspective and help us to worship humbly before you. Help us to be like Jesus. Father, help us to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, help us to consider others better than ourselves. Father, help us to look not only to our own interests, but to the interests of others. Lord Jesus, please help us to be humble. Amen.